Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Big Gay Talk podcast. My name is AJ, and I'm the creator and host of Big Gay Talk. My hope is that by making this podcast and sharing it with the world, I can help to open people's eyes to the many identities in the LGBTQ plus community and to shut down misconceptions and stereotypes about those identities. So without further ado, here is episode two of Big Gay Talk podcast. Krister. I am a podcaster, a singer, a D&D player, and a lover of animals of all shapes and sizes. I'm also gray asexual, demiromantic, agender, and a masculine-aligned non-binary person. Okay, so I think the easiest place to start is with definitions. So do you want to read Google's definition or do you want me to do it? Um, I'm okay with reading it. Okay. So we're going to start with the gray asexuality since that was listed first. So Google defines gray asexuality as the spectrum between asexuality and sexuality. Individuals who identify with gray asexuality are referred to as being gray A, a grace or a gray ace, and make up what is referred to as the ace umbrella. And what are your feelings and opinions on that definition? I don't think that really defines much at all. Okay. Honestly, it doesn't It says a lot of words without really saying a lot. Okay, and how would you define gray asexuality? I mean, it does get it right that it is between, you know, it is on the spectrum, the asexual spectrum. It is between asexual and allosexual. Um, But personally, uh, for me at least, I can't speak to everyone's experience being um, gray ace, but it would be having very limited feelings of sexual attraction, if any, and having a lot of trouble pinpointing if, oh, this is sexual attraction. So um, just for anyone who doesn't know, um, you use the word allosexual. Can you just explain oh, what that means? Oh, yes. Allosexual would be people who aren't asexual, um, people who feel sexual attraction Basically. regularly. Yeah. Okay, cool. I knew that, but not everybody does. Um, and that's what the show is about is learning. So, um, okay. Um, so you get your definition. We heard Google's definition. What about, I know this is something you wanted to do, um, your story of finding out that you were <laughs> ace or ace stepfather. So this is going back a while. G- back to, um, I think I was still a sophomore in high school. And for any people who don't know what a sophomore in high school is, that's how old, like 15? Oh, God. I turned 15 my freshman year of high school. So uh, this was actually the mid to latter half of sophomore year. So I would have just turned 16 years old. So this is about four years ago now. Okay. Um, so this is great. A good time. Uh, I was in my friend's bedroom, but she had a little kind of like a crawl space in the wall almost, which sounds totally creepy. That actually sounds really cool, but continue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there was a mattress shoved in there and there were about six of us shoved in this little crawl space on our mattress. And 
so you know typical slumber party <laughs> we were all playing truth or dare mm-hmm. and i don't know why i thought this was a good idea but i chose truth and my truth was if you were given the choice between you know and take this with a grain of salt we are sophomores in high school dying or having sex with my uh crush <laughs> what would you do and i'm sitting there 16 years old and i'm just silent because i don't want to die but why on earth would i want to have sex with someone (laughs) even though i liked the person who i am engaged to now um (laughs) hi mort hi mort (laughs) love you um so that question came up and i just sat there for a good five minutes and my friend was like do you have an answer and i was like no, I don't want to have sex with them. And my friend was like, so you would choose death? And I was like, no, I wouldn't choose death. So my friends were like, so you would choose sex? And I was like, no. And one of my friends was like, okay, okay, okay. Hun, Google asexuality for me when you get home, okay? And I was just like, I don't know what that means, but okay that's and, um, awesome that's my fun story of finding out how i was on the asexual spectrum that's really awesome and for a long time i identified as just asexual but mm. you know sometimes you find different labels that fit you better um that's a really fun story i assume was mort there no okay that no been- <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very very awkward <laughs> Has he heard the story? No. No. Okay, well, he probably has now. Um, (laughs) um, Okay, so let's see what else. What would you like to talk about next? I mean, we could get into the uh, aromantic side. Sure. So um, you don't have to be asexual to be aromantic, aromantic to be asexual. I just happen to be one of those cases where it is both. So if you want to pull up Google's definition of why don't you give yours and then Um, we'll do google's so since i'm not aromantic i don't really have my own personal definition of aromantic um so what i would say what it would be would be a lack of romantic attraction as someone who's also not aromantic that's what uh, i would say which is is probably going to be very close to the google definition um So according to Google, aromantic or an aromantic person, oh, sorry, an aromantic is a person who experiences little or no romantic attraction to others, where romantic people have an emotional need to be with another person in a romantic relationship. Aromantics are often satisfied with friendships and other non-romantic relationships. That sentence felt weird to me because it just felt like all you romantic people need to have relationships or you'll die and also it's just like well all you people would die if you don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend or other significant other aromantics are fine with not dying <laughs> they can just have friends <laughs> i just i like that definition anyways <laughs> so um so you would be aerospec right because i'm on the aromantic spectrum yeah. you identify as demi demi-romantic yes, yes. Okay. uh which is um, kind of, I don't know, demi 
is the Greek root for half. So I don't know, roughly halfway between. Um, yeah, half Greek. <laughs> the next thing that comes up is demigod, That's which great. you know. Same. Continue. Um, so demi romantic would be. I don't have romantic. Well, I don't. I have romantic feelings. Can I more? <laughs> um, <laughs> I have. Uh, don't really get romantic feelings for people unless I have an emotional connection to them. Um, I have to, you know, know somebody to be able to experience romantic. I feel like that's closer to the Google definition than my definition. But yeah, though my definition is more like you know, be friends with someone for. Oh God, how long are you guys friends? Seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, four years. Uh, halfway through that fourth year, gets smacked in the face with, "Oh God, I think I like this person and might want to kiss them." Uh, pine for the rest of the half year, and then halfway through the summer, uh, send them an email in a foreign language that neither of you speak, uh, aided by Google Translate, and um, have a panic attack when they open it. Because that's, you know, how all romantic relationships happen, right? Isn't it? I think so. Okay, <laughs> so um, we touched a little bit on um, A-spec and a little bit on A-rospec. Can you talk about, um, I guess, kind of the difference? And because I know, like you kind of said, you don't have to be ace to be error and you don't have to be error to be ace, but a lot of people kind of associate them together. Can you kind of distinguish them a bit? I mean, there's a difference between romantic and sexual attraction mm-hmm. to begin with. Like, uh, as I said earlier, I identified as just plain asexual for up until quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning I didn't really think I felt sexual attraction. So for me, it was just romantic attraction to my fiance. Are there any like misconceptions, stereotypes, or prejudices? that you know of for either asexuality or gray asexuality or aromanticism and you're giving me a look that they can't see because this is <laughs> a podcast. This is an audio medium, not a visual medium, but oh boy. <laughs> um, well, I mean, a lot of the things that I've heard from, again, this one isn't a personal one because the one that immediately came to mind was an aromantic thing, but I've heard this from uh, some friends, but it was worded in the way that it seems like all you romantic people need to have the romantic relationship or boyfriend or girlfriend or other significant other date mate or whatever you mm-hmm. have you, or you will die. So arrow people are just like robots with no feelings yeah. and whatever. And even as someone who isn't personally aromantic or just on the arrow spec and like, isn't a romantic relationship, but it's still just like, what? But Ones that I have heard and have, you know, been said to me uh, for being a spec. You just haven't found the right person mm-hmm. yet. Or how do you know if you haven't tried it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the biggest mood of the LGBT plus community. Like, how do you know you're gay if you've never dated a person of the opposite gender or how do you know you're ace if you haven't had sex it's like how do you know you're straight if you haven't had sex with every person of every gender ever try it (laughs) (laughs) i dare you maybe you're gay (laughs) who knows (laughs) honestly the biggest one 
um, that people think of when they think of ace stereotypes is uh, you just haven't uh, found the right person yet. But the one that sticks out to me as one of the biggest sticking points um, is one that I heard from a family member who, uh, this was before I'd come out to any of my family members and I did the whole, a friend of mine mm-hmm. bit, you know, the one, oh yeah, a friend of mine is uh, on the ACE spectrum. I used demisexuality, which uh, is the ACE spec version of demiromanticism mm-hmm. for those following along at home. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, and, um, my mother's, uh, fiance, Amy was saying how, uh, that can't be a real thing. Um, because everyone has standards having, you know, standards that you're not just going to sleep with anyone and having to have an emotional connection with someone isn't a sexual preference. That's just having high standards. Uh, that's uncomfortable so yeah so um yeah <laughs> so stemming off of that the next thing i want to get to anyway was your coming out story um so so taking the fact that you said that and amy reacted that way how did she specifically react when you came out or have you have you come out to amy i haven't come out to my mother okay or i don't actually think i've i've come out to my brother yeah, I think he's the only family member I've actually come out to as in terms to my sexuality. Okay. Um, because I'm out as a gender to my whole family. Um, but I'm pretty sure my brother is the only person I'm out to as asexual and he's he's good. My brother is great. Um he's supportive. He's always willing to ask and uh learn and um ask what the proper like terminology for things would be. Um, he wants to know what the difference between, you know, he asked me what the difference between um, asexual and demisexual uh, and gray sexual was one day. And I got to basically have this conversation with him. That awesome. was great. Um, he's always uh, approaching me. He asked me, this is a completely different topic, but he asked me uh, how to help with, uh, he asked me to help him learn how to use someone's pronouns because his friend had changed uh, their pronouns. That's very and cool. So um, my brother's a wonderful ally. Do you have like a story story about coming out to TJ or um, just kind of? Uh, he in school. Uh, I used to, I don't have them anymore because they broke, but do you remember when I had my friendship, my string bracelets that I'd made yes. that were my different uh, flags? So he noticed them and asked me about them, and I explained them to him, and I said, this one is for demiromantic, this one is for asexual, and this one is for agender. And that was my coming out story. Very cool. <laughs> Very anticlimactic, as opposed to the truth or dare story I know. Do you know of any famous or well-known people who identify as either asexual or A-spec, or A-rospec, or gray ace, or anything similar? Not off the top of my head. Okay, so, Krister and I didn't know offhand any um, famous asexual people, so we took to the interwebs and found... Nikola Tesla, Florence Nightingale, Isaac Newton, and Sherlock Holmes. Now, 
this is all according to the internet. And some of these people were just suspected to be. Um, and I think maybe one of them was Florence Nightingale. Like, and Isaac Newton was assumed as well. Okay. And also Sherlock Holmes is a fictional character. Yes, but like the best fictional character. And I agree. Okay, one of the best original <laughs> characters. And I agree that he's probably a spec. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that is some fun stuff. Um, now on to Krister. Are there any resources that you know of for ace and or aerospec peoples? Uh, yes. The Asexual Visibility and Education Network, or AVEN, as it's um, more usually referred to as, um, is a great resource. Uh, it's asexuality.org. AVEN is just a really great resource if you're looking to learn about asexuality. Um, I'm pretty sure they have some great resources for uh, aromanticism as well, but they're just really good about um, just having stuff uh, available for resources. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for being on my show. Thank that you for having cool. me on your show. You're super welcome. Um, say bye to the peoples. Goodbye, peoples. Bye, peoples. Thank you for tuning in to Big Gay Talk. This episode featured Krista Robin Arnott and me, AJ Beers. The audio editing was done by Katie Bregman. The theme song was created by Jeans. If you'd like to support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash biggaytalk. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash b-i-g-g-a-y-t-a-l-k. To find more of Jeans' music or to hire her to create something for you, go to sounddesignerjeans.tumblr.com. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in to next month's episode. Keep it queer. Keep it queer.